Hey, uh, good morning. Good morning, you guys. I hope you're doing well on this um, first day of February. This is not first day, but first Sunday of February uh, the 4th. I hope things are going well. A busy month laid out ahead of us. Um, but we are loving our city, okay? That's what we're trying to do, love our city. I hope you are, wherever you are, loving your city. Uh, today, we are going to have a huge celebration at the end of our service today. And we're going to celebrate the tearing up of uh, our mortgage, uh, tear up the title, it's called. And we're going to celebrate the fact that we have paid off our, uh, our newest edition 10 years ago, uh, in less than 10 years, over a million dollar project. And we're uh, paying it off. So we're excited about that. It's a great accomplishment. And all glory goes to God. Uh, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's a part of this month. It's going to be busy. Scarlet Hope is going to be uh, reaching out to women that are going to be all around uh, the city of Vegas more than usual because of the Super Bowl. And Scarlet Hope will be reaching out to women who want out of the sex industry. They'll be reaching into darkness, trying to pull women into the light. Uh, I'm going to go with Rochelle and help uh, however I can with um, moving um, her team around, transporting them, and uh, just being there for support. So pray for uh, this ministry as they go into the darkness to snatch women out of it. We're going to be doing a food packing event in Park Springs at camp uh, in May. So love to have you come help us pack some food for uh, uh, people all around the world. That food gets sent everywhere. We're reaching for more in 2024. I hope you are as well. Uh, so today is a special day. Um, and uh, normally we're talking about your faith has made you well. Um, we're going to step away from that for uh, just this Sunday and we'll jump back in it next for next week and then in the next few weeks. In fact, we're going to take it up a notch. We're not just going to be talking about your faith has saved you, but we're going to be looking at some extreme cases of faith and how faith that a person had in God and, and God's ability to use then that person, how that, how that played into um, uh, miraculous events on the earth uh, that God was able to do through people. And so uh, we're going to do that. <clears throat> but on this special day, uh, we're focusing our attention on celebrating uh, what God has done, a, a little milestone in the life of our church here and all the glory, all the honor will go to God because he is the one who has done it. He has uh, allowed us to, to be where we are. And for that reason, our theme today is glorify God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And then we're going to have a big hoopla and uh, make some noise and yell, yell and shout and scream uh, in this room as we tear up the title physically, literally tear it up and celebrate uh, this accomplishment and then cry out to God for what's next. God, what do you want next out of our life? What can we do next? How do you, what direction do you want us to go? Um, and we, we're just crying out to God for vision and for direction and to be used by him, to bring other people to him. And so this is our focus and this is our focus in our life and in our church in all that we do. We want to to glorify God. Our heart's desire is to glorify the Lord. We want to praise 
Jesus. We, our desire is for more and more people to come to know Christ and find salvation in Jesus. And we hope that God will use not just the property that the churches in, in the nation have, but that he'll use us in great ways to, to share the gospel and to, to, to truly be the light of the world and to love people the way Jesus loves and to be a true reflection of who Jesus is to the world. Because we know that it is getting more and more difficult to be the light in a world that is hostile toward Jesus and toward God and toward truth and towards uh, anything that is moral or standards. The world doesn't want us saying that there is right and wrong, that this is the way that God created things. They don't want to hear that. They want to eliminate it. They want to erase it so that anybody and everybody can just do whatever it is they want. Uh, it's We're moving into a very sad place in the history of at least our nation, our country, and, and, and the world. Psalm 150, though, says this. And this will be our springboard into uh, some things that I want to share with you today. Uh, Psalm 150 says this. Praise the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and the dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding of cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen to that. Isn't that awesome? Like, let everything that has breath cry out glory to God in the highest. And, and not just the creation and not just the instruments, but, but you and me. Let every breath that comes out of our body be a breath of praise to the Lord. Let we, that we would be people who praise God the Lord and give him glory. So today we start with a blank sheet of paper, got a blank sheet of paper, and we're going to write some things down and throw it up on the screen. And we're going to uh, move forward uh, in, in our, in our uh, sermon today. So the first thing we want to do with this blank sheet of paper is, is simply know this, the future is a blank canvas. Like whatever God's going to do from this moment forward, we have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. God wants to create in your life something amazing, something beautiful, something better than what has been done in the past. He wants to do something new. And so what we do is we ask God to work in us. We don't know what's coming next, but we know God wants to do something because God is not done with us. And we do know this. Here's what we do know. Let me write this down. We will glorify God. That's what we're going to do. We're going to glorify God. That's when it comes to my blank sheet of paper of my life and the life of this church. As we turn a new chapter in what we're doing here and what you're doing at your church. 
one thing for, is for sure. If we don't do anything else, if we really, if we don't do an, anything else, we will do this. We will glorify God. If the heavens and the stars will praise him, if the trumpets and the harp and the lyre and the drums and the stringed instruments and the cymbals will praise him, if the trees of the field lift their branches and praise him, if every creature that walks on the planet praises his name, if the heavens and all that is in them, if the earth and all that is in it, if the seas and all that is in it praise and worship the Lord, then you and I, you and I, let me draw this. Let me draw these all in here. Then you and I, here we go, will praise the Lord. We will glorify God if that's all we do. We will glorify God. That is our purpose in life. We will praise the Lord. Like if, if we just kind of grab that, grab hold of that, and it's, it's like this major thing in my life that this is the major part of my life that I am going to glorify God. And I just commit to that. I'm just going to give honor and glory and praise and worship to God if I will do that with 99% with of everything in me. I'll be fine because everything else will flow from that. My life will flow from that. My work, my relationships, my, my character, my decisions, my management of whatever. Everything else will flow from this huge desire in my heart to glorify God right here on earth. Like the angels do in heaven, we will sing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. We will glorify our God. We will be all in with the Lord. We will bless his holy name and we will lift him high above all other things. That is what we have decided to do when we decided to follow Jesus. We will glorify our God. And the only question, let me write it in. The only question that we have to ask ourselves is how? How? This is what we will do. The question is, how will we go about this? How will we glorify God? Now, you might think right now to yourself, I hope you are, you're thinking in your own heart, how do I glorify God? How do we glorify God? And you, you could probably begin to think of things that... that, that you do in your life that will bring honor and glory to God or that you've seen or heard or been taught or read in the scriptures of how people glorify God. And I want to share with you four simple things that we need to bring into our life and make stay in our life and grow in our life that will help us accomplish this. The first one, let me write it out very neatly very creatively, is worship. How will we glorify God? We will worship our God. Now, worship is a lot of things. Like when you think of worship, a lot of people think of we go to church and we worship, we sing the songs, and we worship God with music. 
That's what we think about a lot when we think about worship. But it's more than that. It's far more than that. In Acts chapter 16, this incredible story about Paul and Silas, right? They're, 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 they're going through town and there's this, there's this annoying fortune teller lady. And she's following them around for days and she's yelling, these men serve the God of Jesus and uh, the Most High and they are showing you the way to be saved. And, and this person apparently like, you would think that that message that they're saying is, is a good message, but this person is annoying the tar out of Paul. So however she's going about it, it it's annoying. And it's not like, it's not praiseworthy. It's, it's derogatory in some way. <clears throat> and so Paul casts the demon out of her, this, this spirit that is possessing her to be able to tell people's future. He casts the spirit out of this woman, which then turns out to be an income killer for the guys that own the woman because they're making money off of her. They're going around telling people's fortune, making money. They're getting rich off of this woman. Well, their income has now been gone. It's gone. It's been, uh, it's been reduced to nothing. And these people are ticked off. And so they stir up trouble. They stir up trouble for Paul and Silas and whatever other disciples are with them. They attack Paul and Silas. They beat Paul and Silas with rods. Acts 16, you can check it out. They flog them severely and they throw them into prison. They stir up the people, they stir up the leaders, the religious magistrates, all, and, and there's chaos. And Paul and Silas end up beaten and thrown in prison. And they're down in the dungeon. They're, they're uh, in the inner cell. And they're locked up in prison for preaching the gospel and for casting this evil spirit out of this woman. Do you think, do you think they thought, man, this is not a good day? Like everything in them, everything in us, everything in people as humans, after what they just went through, the beating, the flogging, thrown in prison for, for doing nothing wrong, nothing bad, you would, you would, you and I would be thinking, man, this is this is probably the worst day of my life. Like we go through le way less than that and we think it's the worst day of our life. We go through way less than that and we think it's the worst year of our life. Things happen to us in life. Okay, they're not pleasant. They're not good. They're, 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 they're part of the brokenness of the world. And we get really bummed out and we get really down and we get really like bummed and, and uh, it throws us off, you know, and we, we, we forget that, that this is all just part of life. It's part of one day unfolding after another, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows of life. But it's not what defines our life. It isn't everything about our lives at all. It's just a small thing. They probably could have easily been thinking, this is not a good day. But let me tell you what happens. At about midnight, Paul and Silas are praying. They're in the jail. Now, they look pretty good in this picture. They were beat up. I should have found one where they were, like, bloody and gouged out. Uh, but they're praying and they're singing hymns to God in prison, right? 
And, and, and the other prisoners are listening because somebody's always listening when you live for Jesus. Somebody's watching you. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken and at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Worship. Worship. It is far more than sitting in our pews or in our living room or wherever we sit, in our car, listening to good music and singing along. It is far more than that. In fact, that in the scale of worship, that probably is nowhere near the top of what worship really is. Worship is more than singing. In Romans chapter 12, 1 to 2, it says that we're to present ourselves to God, to present our bodies to God as living sacrifices, that this is our spiritual act of worship, that we give God who we are. And we say, God, you use us however you want. And if that means we're going to be in prison one day because we're speaking the name of Jesus or doing good for people or standing up for what's right and true, then so be it. But while we're in the prison, we're not going to sit around and mope about how it's our worst day. We're going to praise you, God, and we're going to sing your praise, and we're going to let you go to work in us in the prison, wherever it is that you put us. And so I will worship after you do your thing, God. I will worship during whatever's going on in my life, and I will worship even before you go to work. We will worship you, God, in all things, no matter what. You want to glorify God? Worship him. Just worship God no matter what's going on. Secondly, let me write this down. Secondly, the second thing is that to bring glory to God is that we would know God, that we would know God. That we're going to glorify God. We will glorify God. How are we going to do that? By knowing him. We want to know the Lord. We want to know him deeply. Not just this head knowledge of who he is, though. It's got to go beyond that. It's got to penetrate our heart and our soul and our spirit. It's got to be more than just knowing what the Bible says about who God is. It's got to be the cry of our heart, right? The hunger and the thirsting of our soul, like as a deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you, God. Like there's got to be a, a thirst for God. Like every day I need you more. I want to know you more. I want to walk with you closer. I'm going to dig into your word. God, speak to me. Guide me. Use me. Lead me. Paul in uh, Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul. Of course, we didn't have cameras back then, so we don't really know, but we're going to say this is Paul. And there he is writing one of his letters in Philippians chapter 3. Here's what Paul said about wanting to glorify God by knowing God. He said this, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the power. I don't just want to know that he rose from the dead and that somehow we're going to rise from the dead one day in the future. I want to know it. I want to experience. I want it to penetrate my mind and my heart and I want to 
feel what that's going to be like and anticipate that with great eagerness. He says the power of his resurrection, the participation in, in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Paul just doesn't want to know the teachings of Jesus. He wants to know the inner working power of Christ in our life. Like, God, I want to know how you're moving in me. God, I want, to, I want to hunger for you. I want to draw close to you because I know the closer I draw to you, the closer you draw to me. And the deeper I go with you, the deeper you go with me. Paul's like, I want to know Jesus so much more than just some book knowledge. To be one in mind and heart with God. You want to glorify God? Hunger to know God. Third. The third. Third thing. Let me write it in. Third thing that we will do or that will help us to reach glorifying God or help us to accomplish what it is to glorify God is this. Serve God. Serve the Lord with everything in us. We will serve the Lord. And to serve, here's what serving means. It means being watchful. It means being alert. It means being available. It means being attentive. Like, God, use me. Help me to see what's going on around me. Help me to see what you're doing. Help me to see where you want me to serve, where you want me to step in, where you want me to back off, where you want me to say something, where you want me to be quiet. Like being super attentive and, and being God's tools in his hands that he can use however he wants to use you. I'm not running out ahead of, of him. I'm not lagging behind him. I'm not doing my own thing. I'm, I'm striving to do what the Lord wants minute by minute. Right? Serve. That's what it means. In Matthew 6, Jesus is speaking. And he's talking about treasures. Right? And he says, you know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And then he says, don't, you know, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. If you store up for yourself treasures on earth, guess what's going to happen? Uh, they're going to rust. They're going to be destroyed. They're going to end up in the garbage dump. Thieves are going to steal them. You know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, your treasures are going to be a pile of dirt and dust in a graveyard, in a junkyard somewhere. Or at a flea market somewhere. Don't, Jesus says, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. And then he says this. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. Right? He says, either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. So you can't chase after riches and God at the same time, you can't do it. You can't love two masters. You and I, we must decide if we're going to glorify God with our life, that we are going to serve the Lord. He is number one. He's the priority. I'm not chasing after the stuff of this world. It's all going to corrode in the end. I'm going to serve one master, and that's Jesus. With all my life, I'm going after him. We're all going to serve somebody. Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and money. And money just simply represents everything of the world because it all takes money, right? Homes and cars and our, our stuff and our jewelry and whatever, everything, everything, our shoe collection, our clothing, whatever. 
It's all money. It all, it's all under the symbol of money. You can't serve that and God at the same time. You can use this to serve God, but you better not even try to use God to serve your money. That is not happening, and it's going to come to a brutal end for you. But you put God first, and you serve God, and if he blesses you with lots of riches and money, great. You use that for his glory. That's what you do. You serve the master, and you use the stuff he blesses you with. Every one of us, no matter what the limit of that stuff is, some more, some less, whatever it is, it's got to stay way down here. Our master that we will serve is Jesus. Serving God, it's about being the light of the world for the Lord. Serving others with a purpose, right? We're not wandering the earth aimlessly. We are, we are purpose-driven people. We're going to serve God with intention. That our good deeds, that the things that we do, that we sense God leading us to do for his glory and good would result in the praise and glory of God. There will be arrows pointing people to Jesus. That's the point of service. It isn't to get a pat on the back. It isn't to make money. It isn't to get a gain in any way for us. It's to point people to Jesus. Isn't God amazing? Look what he's done in your life. Look what he's done in my life. We serve to glorify God. That's what we do. We serve to bring honor and glory to the Lord. That's why we serve. And the last thing is simply this. Let me write it out. It's we're going to glorify God. How? By carrying out his mission. You want to bring glory to God? Do what he said. Just go do what Jesus told you and me to do. You will never, we will never glorify God if we don't obey God. And that's not just in the, in the, the truths of life and the commandments and how we should treat people and how we should act and the words we should say and the, 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 the dis discipline of our mouth and our tongue, right? That we aren't saying things we shouldn't say and acting in certain ways. It's more than that. It's carrying out his mission. It's, it's proactively going out and sharing the gospel with the world. This is obedience to Jesus, right? This is how we serve God. We carry out his mission. And his, his mission is fully centered around Jesus. It is all about Jesus. So our life should be all about Jesus, right? You want to bring glory to God? Carry out his mission. To the disciples, Jesus said in Matthew 28, in, in the Great Commission, at the end of his life, at the end of his ministry, he's about to go back to heaven, and he says to them, hey, go make disciples of all nations. And here's what you're to do. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You guys, all of you, go and do this. And teach them then to obey everything that I have commanded you. And Jesus said, I'll be with you to the end of the age. I'll be with you until I come again. My spirit will be with you. I will dwell in you and with you and work with you and guide you and lead you and help you. Until I physically, till I return again as Jesus to end it all. The mission, this is the mission, to go and share Jesus with the world because he's coming back soon. We must never forget he's coming back soon. And if it were to today or if it were tomorrow or next week, we're, we're running out of time, right? We're running out. We don't have time to waste 
I'm just chasing after things in this world that don't mean a thing. If we want to carry out the mission of Jesus, we, we have to intentionally go and do this. We want to bring glory and honor to God. And we're going to do this by carrying out his mission. VCC, and I hope every one of us in our own lives want to live to glorify the Lord. Here's what we're going to do. How are we going to glorify the Lord? How are we going to glorify God together as God's people? We're going to worship him. We're going to hunger to know him. We're going to desire with everything in us to serve him. And we're going to intentionally go and carry out the mission of Jesus on this earth. As we draw close to God, how uh, he, he will draw close to us, right? As we serve him, as we honor him, as we glorify him, he will draw close to us and we will be even more attentive to him. See, at our church, at this church, Burlington Christian Church, our desire is to connect people. To, to each other and to God. We want to connect people to God and we want to connect people to each other because this is what the Bible teaches us that the church is supposed to be about. Connecting people to God and each other. Right? We want to reach new people and help them find salvation in Jesus. Once they find salvation in Jesus, we want them to be connected to the church and grow in their faith. Learn what it means to worship and to serve and to know and to carry out the mission of Jesus. The only question, the only question is how will you and how will I, how are we going to put, how are we going to put these truths into our life? How are we going to live them out? How are we going to bring honor and glory to God in our lives? How are we going to glorify God in our life? And how can we better worship him, deeply know him, purposefully go and serve him, and intentionally carry out the mission of Jesus? We want to glorify God at this church, and I hope you want to glorify God in your life as well. Let's pray. God, we just pray that you would help us, Lord. Help us, Father, in our attempt to glorify you because we know that is the greatest thing that we can do on the planet is bring honor and glory to the one who created everything. To not forget you, to not neglect you, but to worship you as God. We are the work of your hands. How are we going to bring glory and honor to you, Lord? Well, we want to worship you, Father. Father, help us to know what that means. We want to know you. Help us to, to intentionally go after, read your word, and seek you with all of our heart. We want to serve you, God. Help us to be alert and look for ways. You want to use us in this world. And Father, we want to carry out your mission intentionally. We want to, we want to walk through this earth looking for ways to share the good news with people. Father, use us for your glory. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, you guys. Um, I hope you have a great couple of weeks coming up. I'm going to be in Vegas for a part of a week helping Rochelle and carrying out that mission. Then I'm headed to uh, Florida to be with the boys, my boys, yo homies. Uh, we're going to do some fishing. So I'll be gone for two weeks. I'll have uh, my sermon online. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be looking at uh, some extreme faith the next two weeks of one man who did an extreme thing 
And yes, it has to do with water. Uh, not so much fish, but it does have to do with water and, and a boat. And uh, so um, I hope to see you here next week. And God bless you guys. Have a great one. And um, we'll see you next time.